0: Hi everybody, this is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas on Friday, December the 1st. Welcome to the month of December. Uh, As I said yesterday, the time is flying like crazy. When you come into the month of December, of course, you come into the month of Christmas and all the holidays, and uh, so it's a busy time. It's a stressful time uh, for a lot of us. It's also a family time, so that's that's the good news about uh, December. So let's welcome the month of December as uh, As we begin our commentary today. well, let's let me begin with uh, really the story of the moment, and that is this debate that they had uh, that they had the other night, or I guess it was Thursday night, between Governor DeSantis and Governor Newsom. DeSantis, of course, the Governor of Florida and candidate for the presidency, and Newsom, the Governor of California, And I don't know. I think he's running, but I guess he's not officially running as of yet. But they both had a debate. And, you know, I didn't really know what to expect, to be honest with you. I didn't know what to expect because I I had seen DeSantis uh, debate a little bit, uh, either when he was running for governor in Florida or here recently in some of these debates that the Republicans have had. I had never seen Newsom debate. I'd never seen him before. Uh just, just never had a chance to to see much of him uh, as, as a debater, that is. So I had to go by the expectations. I had to go by what people were saying. And people were saying that Newsom is really slick, that he's really good, that he can look real good on TV, and that he's really effective at dodging questions or just getting around things. And then, of course, the expectation of DeSantis was that DeSantis Needed to come out swinging, uh, not just to score points against uh, Newsom, but uh, for his own presidential campaign. Um, you know, which is you know a campaign right now stuck a little bit uh, in the reality that Trump is so far ahead. So those were the two expectations that I had. DeSantis had to come out swinging to preserve or promote his candidacy again, or re, re- let's say revive his candidacy. And that Newsom had the ability to sit there and take punches and uh, survive and look really slick. Well, let me tell you that after watching this debate, I think that DeSantis killed him. I, I mean, this was this was a one-sided debate. Uh, and it, it wasn't necessarily because DeSantis was that great. Honestly, it's because Newsom was terrible. Uh, first of all, he didn't seem prepared for the debate. I don't know how who prepared him. I don't know whether he practiced or anticipated questions or anticipated topics, but he didn't look prepared for anything. It's hard for me to believe that he didn't realize that that, uh, DeSantis was going to come after the California record. And it's hard for me to believe that he was so bad at explaining the California record. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible to me how bad uh, how bad he was. And, you know, his answers were, you know, he just didn't have it. He just didn't have it. Uh, and, and I just, you know, I just don't think he made a good a good impression. Now, of course, there are people in the extremes who are going to love or hate eat one of these guys, and they're going to say he won. I mean, just on, on a purely partisan basis. But objectively, I don't think anybody can say that Newsom won the debate. And I think what is happening to Newsom, we saw the same thing, by the way, with Kamala Harris when she ran for vice president. I just don't believe that these California Democrats, I don't believe that these California Democrats are used to having the campaign. And they're certainly not used to having campaigns of people from the right challenging them. I mean, they have campaigns against people from the left. Basically, in California, the election is the Democrat primary. That's the election. So most of the time they're arguing, you know, on the left side of the, of the field. They, they never get questions from a candidate to the right because the candidate to the right has no chance of winning in California. So what we saw here was a man in Governor Newsom who, frankly, isn't ready for prime time as I see it. If this is if, if he's the nominee and this is how he's going to debate, he's not going to look real good against anybody. Trump or DeSantis or Nikki Haley or whoever the candidate is. He didn't look good at all. He didn't seem prepared and he didn't seem to have very good arguments. And again, they've been planning this debate for a month. You would think that he would have sat down with some advisors who would have told him what to say or what to anticipate. On the other hand, DeSantis, you could tell he did his homework. DeSantis was ready for him. Newsom was not. So I have to tell you that I think. I think DeSantis won this debate. Now, what does this mean politically? I don't think much because as of right now, I think we can safely say that uh, Donald Trump is going to be renominated. And what happens to Governor DeSantis? Well, we'll see where he's at after Florida or after not really Florida, but really more after New Hampshire. I mean, New Hampshire is going to eliminate a bunch of people uh, from this uh, race. Uh, And, you know, you could have, Donald Trump pretty much in command after South Carolina. But as far as the debate itself, uh, I think Newsom was not that good. DeSantis, uh, I think, did well. But again, I don't think it's going to matter that much in this political climate. Now, if if you're a Democrat and you're hoping that Newsom becomes your nominee because you want to get rid of Biden, that performance didn't do a heck of a lot for you either. Because again, I, I think Newsom would be destroyed by any, uh, any Republican in a debate uh, in October or September of next year, if he is uh, the nominee. And I think a lot of Democrats would love to see a different person than Biden. So I got to hand it to DeSantis. I think he won this thing. And I have to tell you, I was very surprised at how bad, really how bad uh, Newsom, uh, Newsom looked. He just didn't look ready. He did not look uh, ready uh, one bit. Uh, One quick uh, bit of news that we found out, uh, I guess, a couple hours ago, is that this Representative Santos from New York has been expelled from the Congress. I think it's the first time since the Civil War that that happened. Look, I think a lot of people had serious thoughts about this man, Santos, and concerns about him. But, you know... I'm a little concerned about voting people out of Congress. I think that should be done by the voters in their district. And I personally think that's what should have been done. They should let the district, and they have an election coming up in a year, let the people in that district decide who their representative is. I just don't think they should be voting in Congress. Also, there's another reality here, and that is that the Republican majority shrinks when a Republican goes out. And we need every Republican we can get. In that uh, in that house, I have a post uh, coming out Saturday morning about consumers and electric vehicles. Um, you may have heard that about four thousand dealers, car dealers in the United States, sent a letter to the Biden White House saying, "Hey, you got to cut this out. We we cannot sell these electric vehicles," and uh, hoping that the the Biden White House would would lower the volume a little bit or put the brakes. On some of these mandates, the reality is that electric cars are not selling, and any dealership will tell you that their there lots are full of them, and they're not moving them. And they're not moving them for two reasons: they're very expensive, and number two, it's not practical to charge these cars. Now, if all you do is drive around town, it's okay, no big deal. I have a friend at church, a very good friend, who a couple of years ago had uh, an electric car, the Nissan version of the electric car. And he loved it. But he basically took the car from the, in the morning, he took the car to work and back home, he was maybe putting uh, 200 miles a week at the most. So he would charge it once a week. And you know, that's it. But in Texas, uh, as you well know, it there's a lot of distances. I mean, if you go from here from Dallas to Houston, for example, you're going to have to charge your car along the way because it's almost 300 miles. So where are you going to charge it? How long is it going to take? So the electric vehicle, I have nothing against electric cars. I want to make sure that's clear. Uh, the ones that I've seen are beautiful and run well. But it's the, the whole question of having to charge them does not make them very practical alternatives. And I think they're going to have to figure something out. Maybe get a bigger battery or get a battery that can go 500, 600 miles. I think if they can get to that range, 500, 600 miles, That's going to make them a lot more attractive, uh, particularly when you get out of the big cities. Now, the question is, is that technology available? I don't know. I don't know. I assume they're working on it. But right now, electric cars are too expensive and the charging is just too darn inconvenient. And most people are simply saying we don't have uh, we just don't have uh, the ability. We, We just don't have the time right now to stop somewhere for 30 minutes, 40 minutes whatever it is, to charge your car in the middle of the highway between Dallas uh, and Houston. And I think that's what what the problem is. On this day in history, a quick note, on this day in history, the election of 1824, that's 200 years ago, almost 200 years ago, was settled on this day. What happened in 1824 is that you had four candidates running for president, and nobody got the majority of the Electoral College. So they had to go to the House of Representatives. And in the House of Representatives, John Quincy Adams was elected president by the vote of the members of the House of Representatives. And it was a very controversial election. The loser of that election, Andrew Jackson, was very angry at that. And of course, Andrew Jackson came back four years later and uh, won the presidency. But 1824, one of the most interesting elections in American history, Uh, just crazy. I mean, you have these candidates and nobody gets the Electoral College. Uh, You know, that I I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon because we only usually have two candidates who share the Electoral College. But my goodness, well, how crazy that must have been back in 1824. So you think that, you know, our elections are crazy now? Not really. Go back to 1824, 1826, and you're going to see some pretty pretty crazy elections. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.